The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. My name is Derek Frisbee from DO Sports, and today, well, first of all, I should say this. Let's start off with Happy Draft Week. This is, of course, one of the best, you know, highlights of the year for us Browns fans. It's Draft Week. You know, turn on your annual tradition of watching draft day. Um, I've already started seeing clips on TikTok, so it's already getting me fired up. But we're here. It's draft season. Right around the corner this Thursday kicks off the 2023 NFL draft. And today, for you, I have five guys that are on my list that I would be elated if the Browns could end up with one of them. And if they end up with two of them or three of them, I'm going to be doing cartwheels. So, We're going to talk about that, but before we do, please be sure to check out the Dogs Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, as well as like this video, subscribe to the channel if you want more of this, and uh, drop a comment in the comment section. If you think that any of these guys suck and you think I'm dumb for liking them, tell me. Um, And also... If you would like to get more of your thoughts, jointhedogs.com is going to be a way to join the Patreon. You can drop a voicemail. We'll play it out on the show, and we will let you know our thoughts on your thoughts. And also become a YouTube member. Get plenty of other perks, and it's just a smart thing to do. So I think you should do it. Anyway, so again, like I said, today we're talking about five guys on my uh, my little list here that I would be elated if the Browns ended up with. So I'm kind of cheating. I'll be honest with you. Um, I have five guys and I have three honorable mentions. Now, two of them I've already talked about. So we're going to kind of, you know, skim past those guys at the end here. Uh, But let's start off with, and this is no particular order. And I want to clarify a lot of these guys on this list, the Browns would have to move up for at least two or three for certain. Um, But other than that, you know, hey, a couple of these guys, the Browns could end up getting later. And if they did, that would be fantastic. So this is in no particular order. Um, I didn't have this from my most favorite to my least favorite. This is just five guys that I love in this draft that I would love if the Browns somehow ended up with. So let's start off with number one, Owen Pepo, which it's going to take a lot of people You know, if the Browns ended up with him, people are going to be pronouncing his name wrong 24-7. So yet another guy, you know, as far as the tough name category on the Browns. Um, So he's a linebacker. He's six foot, 225 pounds out of Auburn. So this is a guy that is really interesting because he he's one of these prospects that his name kind of got brought up more in the NFL combine, started sliding up draft boards. A lot of people are starting to talk about him more. But where he's projected is uncertain because he has some limitations. His size at six foot, 225 pounds. You know, we, we have this conversation about JOK all the time. 
and kind of that that size conversation of, hey, what does an NFL linebacker need to be? For me, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think you need to be a 6'5 massive dude to play linebacker in the NFL anymore. The game is moving more towards a fast pace. You know, a lot of teams are getting away from running the football. It's more of a, you know, pass versus defend the pass game in the NFL now. And that's why a guy like Owen Popo is on my list. The dude is a hard hitter. You turn on the tape. That's one of the first things you see out of Owen. Anytime he's around the football, you see him making bone crushing hits. I mean, it is if you like old school, hard hitting football, you're going to like this guy a lot because despite his size, he's going to make him he's going to make you feel him by the end of the game. That's just the reality. And for me, as far as his skill set goes, I think he would be very complimentary to a guy like a JOK. You could bring him in and he can have impact on special teams. And I think as far as his role year one, I think he's a rotational guy that could be a future starter. Um, But he's a hard hitter, like I said, which is something the Browns need. I think we're lacking physicality. And he's going to bring that. He's fantastic in coverage. Like, it's kind of crazy because you look at him as a player and you think to yourself, that guy shouldn't be good in coverage. But when he drops back, he's got great instincts. For whatever reason, his eyes are always in the right spot. Uh, You see him batting balls down. You see him getting hits on players making a catch, knocking that ball out. He's very intriguing as far as coverage goes. And you combine that with his physicality and you got something really good there that you could work with. And I think if you brought Owen Pepo in, Jim Schwartz could really get a lot out of him just because there's a lot of tools to work with. So this is a guy that I see probably going late third, early fourth round, somewhere in there. But again, it's the NFL draft. A lot of these guys slip. Who knows? I think at the latest... If I had to put money on where he gets picked, probably fourth round. So just to give you some projection there. Um, But like I said, he's very fast, great instincts. I think he'd be a good fit on the Browns. And he would be really good rotational player. Year one for us. And then year two, you know, when the Browns have to make some decisions on some of these guys. And, you know, Taki Taki coming back on a one-year deal. I think you could see Owen step in year two and be a pretty solid linebacker on this Browns defense, possibly even as a starter, if not a bigger role, which is what you want out of these draft picks. And keep in mind, we're talking about, you know, these mid-round picks because that's where we're at. And, you know, if the Browns can find a guy like they did last year with Martin Emerson, who comes in in year one, has a similar impact, that that would be fantastic. And I think if they have one position that they need that from this year, it is linebacker. So that's why my second guy on this list, who's much more unrealistic, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, 6'2", 235 pounds. This guy, I wrote it down here, Owen Pepo on steroids. I mean, it is, it's literally the exact same skill set, the instincts, the speed, um, you know, good in coverage, flies to the ball. It's the exact same thing as Owen, just way, way better. And it's it's crazy because it's not that Owen is a bad player. And I know it kind of sounds like that, you know, when I'm talking about Trenton Simpson versus Owen Pepo. But 
Simpson is literally JOK, just a little bit different skill set. I think, you know, when JOK was coming out of Notre Dame, you talked about that speed and that ability to just fly around. And, you know, I used the term Raven Killer, you know, when in my last video talking about JOK. Trenton Simpson is the exact same kind of player, just flies around, flies to the football. This guy's speed as a linebacker is off the charts. It is unbelievable. And you're talking about a guy who's 10 pounds heavier than Owen and two inches taller. So, you know, for the Browns, it's it's kind of the debate here. It's like, all right, if he slips, is he worth moving up for? And I'm talking mid to late second round. I don't see the Browns trading up early into the second round like we did for JOK, but if he falls to the mid to late part of the second round and the Browns can package one of the third round picks and, you know, who knows what else and not give up a lot and move up and pick him, I'd be all for it because I think you combine Simpson and JOK with Anthony Walker in the middle your linebacking core as far as starters go, and Trenton Simpson would be a day one starter. That's also another major difference here. Your linebacker core goes from kind of underwhelming to, wow, this is a really good one-two punch with a trustable vet and Anthony Walker in the middle. And I think, for me, that would be worth it. Now, Andrew Barry, again, we're talking about linebacker here, so how much is he going to value that is kind of the question. And... You know, would he trade up for a Simpson and give up assets or would he just wait and hope that Owen Pepo falls to him at wherever he wants to pick him? So I don't know. It's interesting. But if the Browns could end up with either of those two linebackers, I would be absolutely elated. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest homemade burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real, aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout and get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. You get $20 off the Burger Perfection flight, plus free shipping. Discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. So let's shift gears here and move to the offensive side of the football. Um, you know, this is a name that has kind of caught fire on Twitter, especially Deuce Vaughn running back out of Kansas State, 5'5", 179 pounds. He's small, yes, but he is fast. He is shifty. He's going to be a steal for somebody. I don't care if the Browns end up with him or some other team. Wherever Deuce Vaughn goes, he's going to be a steal. Um, he's just got too much ability to not be productive in the NFL. And for me, when I watch his tape, he runs like Christian McCaffrey did at Stanford. Now, he's on the smaller side, yes. He's 
he's not going to come in and be your day one starting running back or uh, any kind of major role. But I think for the Browns, moving off of Kareem Hunt, you have Nick Chubb and you want to kind of extend as much life out of Nick Chubb as you can. Jerome Ford, in my opinion, just isn't going to be the solidified number two. He's going to be your number two running back, but you need a guy behind him to kind of supplement that. Almost where we had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the first year or so, you know, where it was like 1A, 1B, not second running back. I think you're looking at a similar situation, but with Jerome Ford and whoever running back three is going to be. And I think Deuce Vaughn would be a fantastic fit. I I can't even – if the Browns ended up with Deuce Vaughn, I would be so excited because the things that you can do with him in this offense is out of this world. You know, the complaints we had this past season was speed. And, you know, I constantly watched guys just not getting open and people look slow. Right. A lot of these receivers looked slow, tight ends. It just seemed like we had no separation and no speed. And now the Browns go out, they add Elijah Moore, they add Marquise Goodwin. And all of a sudden, you got some speed there. Jordan Atkins, he's not terribly slow. You know, he's a vertical threat. If the Browns went out and somehow drafted Deuce Vaughn, now he's projected on NFL.com to be in like the fifth round. I don't believe that personally. I think I think he's going to go a little bit higher. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't, and the Browns can end up getting him in the fifth, sixth round, somewhere in there, oh my gosh, this is going to be a steal. I think, again, I think Deuce Vaughn's a steal, one of the steals of the draft, period. Period. Not even talking for the Browns, not even talking about where he's going to be picked. I'm talking in a year or two, when you look at the NFL draft in 2023, who were the guys that stood out? Deuce Vaughn is going to be on that list. And if you want to call that a hot take, so be it. But he's just, he's so good. He's so good. And maybe you don't pick a guy like Deuce Vaughn as like a long-term running back solution, I'm looking at him more so as just a weapon, as a weapon that you can throw out there and use him out of the backfield as a receiver, get the ball in his hands and let him run. Or he's, you know, he's a guy that you can use as a running back. You know, this is not a situation um, like with Demetric Felton, right? I was pumped when we got Felton because of that versatility to be a receiver running back combo. You know, like I said, Simpson is Owen Popo on steroids. I think Deuce Vaughn is Demetric Felton on steroids. I think everything that you want Demetric Felton to be, as far as that really fast, shifty, small running back slash receiver, that's what Deuce Vaughn is. And wherever he ends up, I'm going to be excited to watch him. And honestly, you know, looking long term, this could be a guy that ends up being very popular in fantasy football, especially if you're in a PPR league because, or especially early in his career, I see him being used a lot out of the backfield catching the football. But I think, you know, wherever he ends up, teams are going to realize the weapon that they got. And I would be elated if the Browns somehow ended up with Deuce Vaughn on this football team. And I just want to reiterate one more time, I'm not talking about drafting him to be your future running back number one. 
he's the perfect role for him is literally what he would be with the Browns, which is a running back three that gets some playing time that helps out your running back two. And I think from there on, he can develop, he can have a more significant role. And I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the National Football League. So shifting back to the defensive side of the ball, another guy similar to Trenton Simpson that I think the Browns would absolutely have to trade up for. I know that PFF and some of these other mock drafts have this guy going later. Now, again, just repeating myself here, the NFL draft is crazy and players that are big name guys that you've seen play at a high level in college football sometimes slip because you have these guys coming into the combine from smaller schools who, you know, put up great numbers and wow everybody. And those names kind of can slip ahead of some of the guys you've seen for a long time. So that could be the case here, but I I just don't see how this guy falls. I, I just I can't see him falling that far. So with that being said, Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama, six foot one, two hundred and nine pounds. Boy, um, I could do an entire separate video just talking about Jordan Battle. This is quite literally a player that I have been watching since high school. And I'm talking about when I was in high school and he was in high school. Because I remember sitting in the library with my Chromebook, watching Jordan Battle uh, high school highlights and saying, man, I hope Ohio State somehow ends up with him because we were on the list. And obviously he went to Alabama and I basically I've been following this guy for a long, long time. And he is what you want in a modern day strong safety in the NFL. Like I said, the NFL has moved more towards you know, a pass versus defend the pass league. And Jordan Battle is what you want in a strong safety in today's NFL. And and I don't want to be the negative guy here who talks about contracts and the future. But in this scenario, I'm going to bring this up because I do think it is important. You signed Juan Thornhill to a three-year deal, so he's going to be here. But Grant Delpit, is going to be your starting strong safety and he's had some injury history and I want to make it clear I love Grant Delpit I think Grant Delpit is going to be fantastic in his role in Cleveland this next season I think Jim Schwartz is going to finally use him in the best role for him but looking long term you know two years down the road is Delpit going to be here I don't know for a fact because he's going to be up for contract. I cannot assume that the Browns are going to pay him because if he sucks, you know, do you want to pay him? And two, if he's great, we can't afford him. So it's kind of a a lose-lose situation in my opinion, or it could be a lose-lose situation as far as Grant Delpit goes, but Jordan Battle is going to be a great starting strong safety somewhere. Um, he has, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it because, you know, in a strong safety, a lot of people kind of, you know, put safeties into this bubble of either they're great in coverage 
or they're this crazy, you know, hitter and Palomalu type. Jordan Battle has a lot of that, but he's also fantastic in coverage. And it's kind of crazy to see how good he is in coverage at his size and as good he is or as good as he is as far as tackling, as far as hitting and, you know, making those big, big plays. He's fantastic in coverage on top of that. Um, His instincts are out of this world. He's got great vision. He's constantly reading the quarterback's eyes and reacting off of that. And that's something that you can't really teach, right? Because a lot of players come in and they have all the talent in the world. They're athletic, they're fast, they're physical, but they just can't read the quarterback. They can't read offenses. That's not something you're going to have to worry about with Jordan Battle, in my opinion. This is a guy who, if you drafted, comes in and honestly, if he if we drafted him, I could see him taking the starting job at strong safety. I could see that. I don't think it would happen, but he certainly would be used in rotation because it's hard not to get a guy like this on the field who can bring such a vast skill set, but at the same time is already so much further ahead than a lot of these other prospects as far as the IQ and understanding offenses and reading offenses. And I think, I think he's a stud. He's a huge hitter. That is probably the number one thing that I see is hitting ability and coverage ability. And again, I've been watching him for a long time. He's, he's improved drastically throughout his career from high school to college, college, and hopefully to the NFL and hopefully on the Cleveland Browns. But He's he's a great player. He's fantastic. And looking long term, if you had a you know a secondary of Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, Martin Emerson, you know, with Juan Thornhill and Jordan Battle, I keep saying it, but that's the Browns have one of the best secondaries in the NFL when used correctly. If you add a Jordan Battle to that list in two years, I think it it's certainly the best secondary because at that point, if Greg Newsom stays healthy and develops into what I think he can be, you're sitting fantastic. And I am excited about that possibility. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately, but again, we're talking some realistic, some unrealistic. I think he would be worth trading up for if he slipped to the right spot. And I think that would write the end for Grant Delpit in Cleveland. That's just kind of my thoughts on that. But it would be fun for me personally to, you know, go from watching Jordan Battle in high school, hoping he ends up on Ohio State, uh, you know, to seeing him play for the Browns. That would be fun for me personally. Um, got, But got to move on here. So my last one before we get to the honorable mentions, Mozzie Smith, six foot three, 323 pound defensive tackle out of the team up north, and this guy is very intriguing to me because his skill set would fit great as that defensive tackle number two next to Dalvin Tomlinson. Mozzie Smith is a very strong, very physical defensive tackle, 
and he's not one-dimensional at all. That's what I like about him the most. I talked about Gervon Dexter out of Florida, and he's strictly a run defender. That's what you're getting if you draft him. Mozzie Smith is the opposite. He, he's the complete package as far as all around. And I think in the NFL, he's going to develop into a really, really good defensive tackle. No offense to Michigan, but you've seen a lot of you know uber-talented players come out of that school, get to the NFL, and they play even better because once they get to the next level and they get development, get NFL strength coaches, they turn into really, really good players. And you know his production at Michigan was not terrible. It wasn't like fantastic out of this world. But, you know, thinking of it from this standpoint, you put him on a defensive line with Obo Okoronkwo, Dalvin Thomas, and Miles Garrett. That is a outstanding four on that front defensive line. And, you know, at his size, he's a massive dude. He's very fast. He's surprisingly fast for his size. And he beats double teams. That's one of the things that intrigues me the most is you see a lot of these guys coming out of college and you say, oh, you know, they were going up against a Pac-12 offensive lineman. How good can he be? You know, Mozzie Smith was consistently beating double and triple teams and, you know, impacting plays. There was a play, I want to say it was against Maryland. I could be totally wrong, where he dropped back into coverage just off of instinct and knocked a ball away. You can't teach that. You just can't teach that. And again, he's the complete package. I think he needs development. But as far as that mold of clay that you can kind of work with and shape up, he's as good as it gets as far as defensive tackle. And there's not really another defensive tackle in this draft other than Jalen Carter and you know guys that high that I think is worth taking. I don't think there's a guy necessarily in this draft that can have the impact of a Mozzie Smith that the Browns could get is what I'm saying. Um, so I think I would love him a lot. I think he would be a great fit. And I think it would be a smart move because the Browns need a DT number two solidified and Perion Winfrey wants to constantly get into trouble and just got arrested. So I don't know what it is with Browns DTs, but I'll, I'll move on. But anyway, so honorable mentions. That was my top five. Um, so I'll quickly name these two. Jonathan Mingo, Marvin Mims. Already did videos on these two guys. And there's no point in me kind of, you know, re-saying everything I already said. So if you want to hear more about Jonathan Mingo and Marvin Mims, go check out that video. But I'll simplify it like this. Mingo, possible DPJ replacement. If need be, big guy, physical receiver, very fast, has potential to develop into what you see out of DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Best case scenario, that's what you could get. That's why I would be elated if we got Jonathan Mingo. Marvin Mims, shifty receiver on the smaller side, but he's very fast, over, or not overrated, underrated because of bad quarterback play at Oklahoma. Similar to an Elijah Moore, where he can, he's not limited to one spot, can play inside, can play outside, can beat you multi, multiple different ways, and you can use him multiple different ways. 
I think that Marvin Mims would be fantastic. Again, I've already talked about those two guys. So if you want to hear more, go check out that video. Hopefully Josh will link it here or here, wherever that little I thing is. Um, and my last honorable mention here, I just want to throw in is a familiar name because if you're a Browns fan, you probably like the Buckeyes. And this guy intrigues me a lot for a couple of different reasons. Zach Harrison, he's 6'6", 271 pounds. Andrew Berry mentioned that he wanted to add another defensive end. And I think Zach Harrison would be a good project because this is a guy that was very disappointing at Ohio State. Didn't really pick up until late in his career here. And he's kind of not what the modern day NFL loves out of a defensive end. He's more of a run stopper, but he's got the skill set, in my opinion, to develop into a pretty good overall defensive end. And you can't, I mean, at that size and that athleticism, you can't teach that. That's something you have or you don't. So Zach Harrison, if the Browns could add him probably like fourth round somewhere in there, I think that would be great because he's going to push guys. He's going to push guys like Isaiah Thomas, like Alex Wright, who are kind of fighting for playing time and fighting to be a rotational defensive end. And I think I think he could be really good. He could be potentially a steal wherever he goes if he can reach his full potential. You know, at Ohio State, massive disappointment because, again, you're talking Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, guys like that. And Zach Harrison didn't live up to that. And JT Tuimoloau in year one played better than Zach Harrison did in all of his years at Ohio State. So... That's why he's uh, he's kind of slipped drastically as far as what we thought early on versus now. I thought this was going to be a guy that Ohio State could throw on their, you know, Buckeyes in the NFL thing that they do and say, hey, here's another first round pick. Well, didn't work out that way. So, you know, to be fair, I think he did have Kerry Combs as his defensive coordinator uh, for a little bit, which is the Joe Woods of college football. But anyway. That's uh, I think he's an interesting name, to say the least. But with that being said, let me know your thoughts. Drop a like on this video, comment, send a voicemail in. Again, my name is Derek Frisbee from DF Sports. Don't forget to subscribe. Go Browns. We will see you in the next one. Happy Draft Week, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.